Okay, good morning everybody. First we are going to meditate as usual. Please find a comfortable posture. Keep your back straight. Take a few deep, long breaths. Let go. Relax your body. Relax your mind. Please do it two more times. Now see your loving thoughts towards yourself. May I be well. May I be happy. May I be peaceful. Now send your loving thoughts towards your family. May all of my family members be well, be happy, be peaceful. Think of them individually by names. Whether they are good people or difficult people, doesn't matter this moment. Without any condition, you are sharing your loving thoughts. Whatever negative things they did for you, they are responsible, not you. Whatever you did for them, you are responsible, not them. Therefore, in this moment, learn how to forgive. Forgiveness is completely letting go without reservation. You can forgive, but no need to forget. Learn the lesson. You deserve peace. 
holding anger, disappointment, it doesn't serve you. When you are practicing loving-kindness, most important thing is not just repeating those three words. Understand the depth of those words. Then maintain that skillful thought in your mind. Now, later, Tomorrow, anywhere you go, anything you do, maintain that skillful thought. That's what loving-kindness is all about. Now send your loving thoughts towards the whole world. May all living beings be well, be happy, be peaceful. Now slowly turn your attention to your breath. Every breath you take in, you take out, is taken mindfully.
Your breath is your noble companion. From the birth to the death, this breath is really supporting you, helping you. That's why I call it my noble companion. If you want to find yourself, your inner self, focusing on your breath, you can find it. Mind wonders, that is the nature of the mind.
Now observe your mind, observe your body. Your body is relaxed, your mind is calm, tranquil and peaceful. Make a strong determination to practice meditation every day, regularly with diligence and patience. Understand how important this meditation practice to keep yourself well, happy, peaceful and balanced. Now bring your palms together close to your heart. Make a wish for yourself, your journey for your life, how you want to be, what you want to do. And also you can think of other people who need blessings, your parents, family members. This is a good time to think of them. <clears throat> May peace be with you. May you be well, may you be happy, may you be peaceful. Thank you very much. Please open your eyes. Okay, um, before we start the chanting, I want to say a few words. Today is a very special day. Um, my uh, Miami host, Ruth and Shatis, are here. Today, because uh, maybe a month and a half ago, right? So his father passed away. Uh, his father passed away in India, and so when I go to Miami, I will stay with them. It's like my family, and they are giving me all the comfort while I'm living there and helping me, driving me around, picking me from the airport. Thank you so much, doing all the work for me. And so then they want to see the temple. So then yesterday they were flying here. Now they are in Crystal Lake. Today they are visiting temple. Then I thought I want to honor his father because his father passed away a month and a half ago. And so that's why we put the plaque for the wall of compassion. So today we are chanting for his father. And also if you have anybody need blessing, think of those people too. And also uh, Buddhist culture and Hindu culture donating food for the monastic or whoever. And it's a very important thing. You can see all the groceries I got. And from them, uh, yesterday, Ruth is keep sending me a message, send me a big list. And so I am keep thinking what I'm going to give her, right? And all the basic need, things we need, you know. But more than I expected, I think she, I think she bought it for the whole village, I think. So anyway, we can share. So thank you so much, Satish and Ruth. So now we are going to chant for your father, uh, Mr. Kotadram, right? Kotadram. So uh, please open your chanting book. <clears throat> Okay, let's chant. Namo tasa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa Namo tasa bhagavato arahato 
नमो तगवतो आरहतो ಸಂಗಿ ದ್ವಿತೀಯಿ ಬುದ್ಧ ಸಿ ದ್ವಿತೀಯಿ ದರಣಿ ದ್ವಿತೀಯಿ ಸಂಗಿ ತೀಯಿ ಬುದ್ಧ ಸಿ ತೀಯಿ ದರಣಿ ತೀಯಿ ಸಂಗಿ ಅನಿಚಾವತ ಸಂಕಾರ ಉಪಾದಿನೋ ಉಪಜಿತ್ವಾಜ್ಯೂಪಸುಕೋ ಸಂತೀಗಂತು ಸಂತೀಯರು ಮನೋಪುಂಗಮೋಷ್ಟ ಮನೋಸಾಚೆ ಪದೋಟ್ಟ ಭಾಸತಿ ಮನ್ವೇತಿ ಚಾಕಾಪದ ಮನೋಪುಂಗಮ ಮನೋಷ್ಟ ಮನೋಸಾಚೆ ಪಸನ್ನ ಭಾಸತಿ ಕರೋತಿ ತುಖಮನ್ವೇತಿ ಛಾಯಾವ 
We believe Okay, um, today I made the short meditation because we need a little time. Uh, today I'm going to talk about something very um, interesting. People always asking questions um, about monk's robe. Um, I think most of the time here at the temple during the meditation, we try to give people practical teachings. Now people want to know about a little bit more about this information too. So today I was thinking I want to go, uh, do a little presentation for you about the monk's robe. So we all have clothes. So we call in English is a robe. So the robe is not a dress. It's a wrap. <laughs> you can see I'm wrap around. There is a system to how to wrap around, right? It's a wrap. Um, Long time ago, you know, I didn't experience, these are the history. Um, in India, lots of ascetic, you know, you know, people looking for inner journey. So in life, when we experience difficulties and problems and pain, that's the problem, right? We don't like it. When we are going through all the problems in life, then always thinking we are tired being in this world. You know, therefore, I want to renounce and go and look for something. We call the truth seekers. So when you go to India, you can see lots of, uh, like, a, we call the shramans or sannyasis. They are keep looking for something for their inner peace. Different growth, different traditions. So the monks, the Buddhist monks, are part of them too. So after Buddha, you know, Prince Siddhartha, he's coming from the royal family, after he become enlightenment, because he was an ascetic, 
too, wandering around six years, uh, trying everything. So finally, he, you know, you know, long story short, he became a Buddha. So then, first five disciples um, following the Buddha's teaching. So then, that time, even when you go to India now, you can see uh, they have simple clothes, very simple. So. They have an undergarment, most of the time monks, then they have a little wrap around their upper body. So that's the, in the beginning of the robe, very beginning, before Buddha organized it. So, that time, according to the history, it is very difficult for monks to find clothes for the robe. What they did, they go to the different places, or especially... Um, burial ground because what is called the they cover the body and shroud right and say they take it and clean it and that's how make the robe then after uh, buddhist teaching become a popular then like you know now think about you all sometimes satish and ruth they are keep bringing things now people are following the teaching they were impressed they were keep bringing things to the monks Right, the supporting. Then people try to give them uh, real clothes to make the robe. So then monks start to make the you know the robe from the good clothes. Then what happened? People keep stealing it. It is very difficult to keep the robe. You know that time very difficult to find clothes. Kings and queens, all the rich people giving clothes for monk to make the robe. Then people steal it. So why it is not readily available that time to find clothes? So then monks are complaining to Buddha, we cannot keep our robes, people are stealing it. So then one day, it's called the Magadha, it's a big area in India. So Buddha looking at the Magadha field, you know, all the big paddy field, Buddha said, let's break it, cut it pieces and lose the uh, value of the clothes. Then, so now you can see, I will show it to you, it's like a field. So there are so many pieces. Now you can see this robe, you know, you can see so many little pieces. So, but now think about cultures change. Why that time Buddha made it, you know, cut it pieces? Why is that? You know, the value, there is no value after that. Now think about the United States. Totally opposite. Now I know the sewing people are here. Now think about all the patchwork, all the quilt. It's very expensive, right? Now it's going the opposite direction. So therefore, things change during the process. So, uh, John, anybody here? Somebody I need, somebody? Yeah, somebody can come. Two people? Okay, Jason, oh, Jason. So, monks has three robes. Okay, just open this. I want to show you and hold it. Yeah. So now you can see all the pieces, right? It's like a field. And see all the pieces. Now there is no value, right? 
Exactly. So now you can see it's like a fatty field. Now you have a seam, and the bottom here, but later we add, there is a little loop, and also another, there's a little string, you know, you can see, and there's a little loop here. Why? When you are putting rope like this, so sometimes wind blowing like this. So therefore, it is not good for the monks for their discipline. <laughs> so, so but, you know, we call the knot. So we can, it's, I, I usually I don't do it. And so we can tie together these two pieces. Does it make sense? So it's not blowing, right? <laughs> Sometimes, you know, some pictures you can see I'm going like this, like a <laughs> butterfly. So this is called the single robe. You can say it's a single layer, right? Does it make sense? Okay, single layer. This is a single robe, okay? Then, okay, you can take it out, okay. yeah. So then we have other robe. We call this one, okay, put it. This one called the double robe. That means two robes together. It's like a big blanket. So this way, this way. Now you can see this, this robe is two robes together. Yeah, you can see it is very thick. You can even see through. Maybe this is a kind of winter robe. Illinois robe, <laughs> yes. This is an Illinois robe. And also we can cover ourselves to protect ourselves if it is cold or something. Or we can use it to sleep. Does it make sense? Right? So when we are doing the uh, monk's ordination, especially, we have to have a full robe. Certain period of time, without this robe, we cannot function. So we cannot get the full ordination. So therefore, this robe is very important. So right after we uh, get the full ordination, three months, I have to stay and use this robe all the time. So that is the rule of the, that is, it means uh, purpose of practicing awareness for the monks. Okay. So now you can take it out. And so then I know we are wearing a bottom. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is we called, you know, this side. Okay. <laughs> this is, you can see the small robe, right? Oh. You know, this is called the undergarment. You know, you can wear the bottom, so like that. Um, so that one also exactly like a field. Okay, then when we wrap around, you can see it's a piece of clothes. We wrap around, then we have a belt. We have to put the belt. When we wrap around, there's a certain ways to wrap. Okay, now you can see those are the main three uh, robes we have. But later, Buddha um, asked monks to use one more. Because when they are traveling or something like that, little by little he was adding. But still we have very simple few robes. We cannot use, you know, now think about you have so many different clothing, party clothing, right? Uh, when you go to the funeral, there's a different clothing. Uh, wedding is a totally different, right? Monks, same. Now think about, okay, good, thank you. Now, what will happen? So, when we go to the different countries. Now, after Buddhism change, you know, to go to the different countries, robe also change. Now, you can see China, Japan, Korea. Monks are wearing the uh, robe color pants and like uh, martial art kit, kind of like that, right? So, do that. But this robe never change. Last 2,500 years, 
this robe never changed. According to the culture, the weather, they change their outfit. But if they are doing the ordination or ceremonial thing, you can closely observe any temple anywhere in the world, monks are wearing this big robe. But Theravada tradition, who we are coming from Sri Lanka, uh, uh, Burma, Myanmar, and what other countries, uh, Thailand, those countries, always still we are using the old tradition. So that's why we are always wearing this. So whatever ceremonial events doing any Buddhist countries, even Tibet, even Dalai Lama, you have seen, you can see, always he come to the audience, he has a big robe top of over his, you know, the made dress. So this dress, 2500, unbroken tradition. How powerful, right? right? Always your clothing styles always changing, but this never change. It is always there. So therefore, this robe has a big, um, uh, what is called the respect in the Buddhist countries. We never put into the ground. Always, uh, uh, once a year, people do a parade carrying the robe on their head and come to the temple early morning, offer to the monks the robe. is another whole big ceremony. So, in the Buddhist countries, it has a power, the robe. Now think about for Sri Lanka. After Buddhism came to Sri Lanka, then Sri Lankan king accepted the Buddhism. Then he was following the Buddhism. Then whole Sri Lankan culture built on the Buddhist teaching. Now, still, monk, monks, they have powers in our countries because of the teaching. History, now in Sri Lanka, monk has a power to assign the king or replace the king. If they want to, they can do it. Still they do. But I don't know, I like it or not. You know, I'm questioning about it, but still they have lots of power about it. Sometimes, you know, without any permission, my monks took the king out, then they, you know, crowning another person as a king. So they had the power. And also, this robe is not a, just a piece of clothes, it's a symbol of peace. That's why people are respecting it. It's a symbol of peace. Sometimes they use it as a flag to representing the teaching of the Buddha. So therefore, this robe has a value. One time, I was teaching a class in um, Pennsylvania, uh, near Harrisburg. Um, he's a psychologist. He's teaching mindfulness too. He's a good man. So he organized all the classes for me when I go there. And people know when I go there, always people, you know. 50, 60, 70 people always come. So end of the class, he came to me and said, Bandhi, I'm a little disappointed about myself. I asked, why? I don't see big difference what you teach, what I teach as a psychologist. I said, oh, of course, there's no big difference. But you have different words. But I have a different way I'm you know, reaching to people. So that's what I said. Now I'm thinking, why people are so many people are coming when you are teaching? When you are teaching, so many people are coming. When I am teaching, there's no people, like five, six people. Something wrong with me? He was a little disappointed. 
Then I said, one thing I can say, not the person, <laughs> sometimes, power of the robe. Power of the robe. Now, whoever come to the temple, always what you are asking, is there monks available? Why is that? You know, I know Tesai and Rebecca are always here, but they know, always they are looking for, there's a monk. I want to talk to a monk. Why? They are looking for the robe. Now think about even American cultures, now still you are looking for monks. That means you are looking for a robe. So you are believing behind the robe, there's some wisdom, you can receive it. Now think about our countries, how difficult. So the monks has an icon in the society, so therefore there's no personal life. These people are watching, looking for monks. Does it make sense? So therefore, robe is not just a piece of cloth, it's a symbol of enlightenment, symbol of inner journey, symbol of mindfulness, symbol of peace. So any questions? Yes. Just for fun. <laughs> yes, right. Just for fun. You know, I, you know, I will tell you, we have two colors, right? Now, you ever seen I'm wearing a blue robe? I, my favorite color is blue, right? That's a blue lotus temple, right? But you ever seen I'm wearing a blue robe? No, right? Only burgundy or reddish, this kind of color. Or other one is a saffron color, like an orange color. Why? Orange, these colors, now think about red and orange, they are joyful colors, number one. They are joyful colors, very positive colors. Number two, now think about after summer, fall is coming. Do you say, I hate fall? That season, do you say, I hate fall? You don't say, fall is so beautiful. Right? People want to go travel, go to the main and see the fall colors, right? People love fall. So what it means? Fall means only beauty? What do you see? Impermanence. All the changes. Life is changing. So therefore these two colors always talking about the impermanence. So therefore I cannot have a fancy, you know, different color robes. Right? <laughs> And anything, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have the same question. Okay, good. Anybody else? <coughs> so here I don't have anybody to make robes because everybody cannot make it because it's a special design. So somebody has, you know, in Sri Lanka, women, they know how to do it. Right? Yeah. So they do it. Yeah. So, you know, people can buy the robe now in the modern world. Sometimes, most of the time, people make it. Because if they have a time, it takes lots of time consuming, right? Sometimes it takes days for people. So therefore, we have ready-made robes now. People can buy, people can donate to the monks. It's a very ceremonial. Yeah. Bhante, when did they start dyeing the dying? robes? Yeah, because yeah. obviously if you've got rags coming from people, they're going to be all different colors. Okay. So thank you so much for asking us that question. It's very interesting. So when I was young, now think about 40 years ago, how much we changed. So we get the regular clothes, like a cotton clothes, then we have to cut it and make the robe, then we have to dye by ourselves. 
I remember myself, my first um, 21 or 22 years being a monk. So after they give me a robe, then I had to color it. How I'm going to color it? I cannot buy the dye from the store. We all monks go to the forest and take the tree, tree bark and like a feel it, you know, you know, feel it, peel it, and then we cut it pieces. Then we boil it. Then we take, you know, then we what is called the pistol and mortar. We use to mash it. Then we boil it again. Then we strain the water and the dye. Then take the dye like this. Then you know, I fold the robe, put put on the something, uh, you know, layer lay like this. Then I had to put the dye little by little. I cannot put into like this. I had to be very carefully. So that's how we dyed it. Then after we dyed it, then we have a special leaves, we boil them, then it's become a soap. Exactly like a, you know, the washing machine soap. It's a leaves, it's become lots of, um, you know, soapy water, then we clean it. Then we lose that smell of the tree. So that's how we did it. For my first 22 years, I did those things. Now we don't do any anymore. When I go to my home temple now, I was thinking within 40 years, how much change? Now we don't do all those things at all. But the good thing, this main robe never changed though. Still the same. Yeah. Okay, you see, good questions, and thank you so much for asking. So Buddha advice, as you know, the robes get old, we cannot throw anything for us, here especially, right? So in Sri Lanka, um, the monks, we had to collect them, then if they are making the little hut for the forest monasteries, then we mix with the mud, then put into the walls. Yeah, so, you know, you can show the bag. <laughs> so my uh, my assistant Michael, what you know, what he did, he was collecting my robes in Sri Lanka. So then he said, Bante, now I am collecting all your robes. I don't know what to do with these things. <laughs> now I have to have a special place. Is is there any way I can do a project with these old robes? Then I asked him, What you are going to do? Can I make the bags like that? I said, Sure. So he made those, you know, uh, he kept one, huh? yeah, so first batch he made from my old robes, I think all are gone now, now he's, he's collecting all robes from the temple, he's keep doing the project now. So actually we shared all over the social media, yeah, 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 right now it's all out, yeah, exactly, next, next batch. Right? <laughs> Any other questions? Yes. Okay. Yeah. No. So in the saffron, how we are making uh, color from the saffron color? Uh, jackfruit tree. Yeah, jackfruit tree. Then we have to add a little bit other colors from the other trees too. That's how we are making the dye. Yeah. Actually, it is not the top. So now think about, it, especially our countries, we are in this uh, full robe, 24-7, it's a challenging. Now, as a monks, we had to do lots of construction work. 
at the temple, uh, carrying the sand or oh, stones, and all those were part of the training. So wearing this, still I can do it, but sometimes hot and steamy. So therefore, there is a little um, this way. What is call it? Uh, yeah, it's like a shirt, you know, shash. You know, this uh, one side. It's like a one side, uh, you know, shirt. So they always then otherwise, you know, their upper body is open. So that's how they are covering it. Otherwise, as all the sweat come. So now here, I'm wearing a t-shirt or something. So this shirt, we made it for according to this weather, this culture. Otherwise, in Sri Lanka, when I wear this, my teacher, first few years, his face is not good. <laughs> when I, still I'm wearing this when I go to Sri Lanka because being out of country so many years, now almost 30, over 30 years, I feel so uncomfortable to keep my one side open. So he was, a couple of times he was talking to me about it. Uh, you know, I am stubborn. So, <laughs> so I didn't change that. Right, I said, you know, I am uncomfortable. So even I go to Sri Lanka, all the Blue Lotus monk, other monks, they always wearing like this now. Because now they are so used to this culture. But we cannot change this. Right? So that's how we do. Anything else? Right, 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 right. So actually, the, we can wear the robe in two different ways, right? And so I will show you. And so, so now look at, you know, I hold the robe like this. You know, you can see. Then I put like this. This is a simple way. Right? It's very easy. I can even run and do everything like this. Right? <laughs> but when we go to the meditation hall, now I'm wearing the shirt. There is, there is no need to do that because I put this piece inside this, then I cover like this. Then nobody cannot see my open side. <laughs> <laughs> Make sense? Other one is a funny one. I won't show these things to you. <laughs> now in Sri Lanka, because we don't wear the shirt, so therefore we cannot walk out without wrapping the robe. So what we do is a like garbage bag, you see? So what we do, we put these pieces together, then we roll it like this. Right? So you can see what you are doing. Maybe you have to try it after you go home. You can get it. I'm like a garbage bag, right? Now I make it like roll it like this. Okay? Then I put it under my neck. Then I put my neck down, then, then I pull it, then I take the hand then I make my collar, okay, then I make my collar, then I do it like this. See, now I am a very traditional monk. <laughs> So that's another way to do it. So when we go out, always we have to wrap it like this. But I don't do it in Sri Lanka now because I'm wearing the shirt. As I said, my teacher doesn't like it. <laughs> but most of the monks you can see in Sri Lanka, they wrap like this, they go. Because they are disciplined, you know, Buddha said, don't open your body to the walls, <laughs> right? You know, it's your personal thing, so. Any other questions? Yeah. Yeah, left. 
I don't know that. I never think about that. All is left. All left. I want to think about it. Okay, thank you. Yeah, all is left. Anything else? Rope questions. Did you learn something? Oh, that's good. Because all the time people were asking, actually there are lots of more information to talk about. Then we now you can see my robe is a lot of small pieces. Right? That's now a very trendy in Sri Lanka. And um, somebody made it for me, this robe. And so I love it, especially winter time. Yeah. So, yeah. Rain? What do you mean? Oh. This is multifunctioning role. <laughs> I can use it as a blanket, sleep, or whatever. Actually, the blanket. Sometimes I do like this. <laughs> I have so many pictures. I do like this. <laughs> then I walk in the rain. Indian tradition, Hindus, they're always donating food. It's a big deal. So when parents or whoever passed away, uh, third day, still body is a home, but still they are giving food to the temple or offering to the monks. Why? They want to transfer merits to the departed one. Why food is important, daily basic things? Because it sustains the body, right? So then always they are offering food for the monks, and they are transferring marriage to the people who departed. Why? Everybody depends on these things, their life. So it's very important to them. So that's why they are donating food. Yeah. You know, people who travel to Sri Lanka, you know that, right? 
giving food is a big deal. They are pushing you to eat. <laughs> if you come to Sri Lanka, you have to get ready for that. You know, they don't know the word no. They are keep putting food into your plate. <laughs> you know, Satish also is smiling. I know exactly what you are doing. So, yeah. Yeah, that's why I say so many other little props came after many years later, but they, they are not coming from the Buddha for his advice. Later, because of the tradition, culture, weather, things are changed. Good thing about the Buddha's teaching, Buddha is easily, he can adapt to the culture and the society, right? Now, according to the monastic uh, guidelines, we cannot wear the boots in the beginning, right? Now we do snow boots, and we do everything now, right? Then Buddha said, when the teaching travel into many different places around the world, accordingly, you can change those small rules. How wonderful that? There is no fixed one, but there are some fixed ones nobody cannot change, right? But culturally, lots of things we can change. Now think about the Buddhist countries, like Sri Lanka, monks are not driving. So when I was in Australia uh, 35 years ago, I got the driver's license. It's become a controversial in the whole country. <laughs> I got the driver's license. That's the one reason I left. Because people were upset. Because I started to drive. Because I'm, anyway, I'm a controversial person anyway. And so that's the one reason I left Australia. So now think our monks are driving all the time. Somebody has to start. <laughs> So I'm the one starting those things, so. <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. Right, I'm rebel, so, yeah. Right, exactly, yes. I hope everybody learned something. So today, thank you, uh, Satish, your uh, time and energy. And especially, I want to say a few more words because they are really appreciating my mission and the Blue Lotus mission. Um, they are in the process of helping the temple and all the good work I'm doing in Sri Lanka last 25 years. So before do all those things, they want to see and make a visit to the temple. That's why they came from all the way from Miami to the temple, and they are very happy about it. So thank you so much, Satish. Uh, Rebecca? Okay. Right. Essentially, a retreat center. So Michael's actually going to be doing a Dharma talk. He is a lay person, but he's been in Can I say a few words? Can I say a few words about it? Yeah, so Michael is my first American student. I met him 26 years ago when he was in 19 in uh, Detroit. I don't know this young man, you know, that age, you know, what they did, you know, that age, right? But still, they had, he had that, you know, Something inside him, I felt it, I kept him close. 
So he did lots of negative things. However, I managed it. I <laughs> handled it with him. And so finally, he went to Sri Lanka after he graduated from the school. Then he said, I'm very interested to stay here. I said, good for you. And so otherwise, all the negative things he's doing here. Then I had the piece of land. I said, how about you do something here? Then he start cut the, all the trees and you know grass, and he start to build the center. Now we have a beautiful meditation center. Now he's 45, and he's running the meditation center, teaching the yoga and meditation. Today he said lots of European people are today at the center and meditating. Now how beautiful that 19 years old distracted kid I took into my life, and now he's serving the world too. All my uh, calendar, and he's doing, I'm so grateful, and my scheduling, calling, emailing, and everything he's doing while he's running the center. And also, Ruth is very connected with him. Ruth is the one running my whole social media <laughs> from Miami. Sometimes people say, oh my God, you are really busy in the social media. I said, people, that's what people think, but I am not. <laughs> you know, now you know who is doing all those fancy stuff. It's Ruth. <laughs> Thank you.